Chapter Thirty Seven of Dope. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Dope by Sax Rumor. Chapter Thirty Seven. Seaton Pasha reports. At about the time that the fearless chief inspector was entering the establishment of Sam Tuck, Seaton Pasha was reporting to Lord Rexborough in Whitehall. His nautical disguise had served its purpose, and he now finally abandoned it, recognizing that he had to deal with the criminal of genius, to whom disguise merely afforded matter for amusement. In his proper person as Greville Seaton, he afforded a marked contrast to that John Smiles, seaman, who had sat in a top room in Limehouse with Chief Inspector Carey and although he had to report failure the grim bronzed face and bright gray eyes must have inspired in the heart of any thoughtful observer confidence in ultimate success lord rexborough silver-haired florid and dignified sat before a vast table laden with neatly arranged dispatch boxes books documents tied with red tape and the other impressive impedimenta which characterized the table of a secretary of state quinton gray unable to conceal his condition of nervous excitement stared from a window down into whitehall i take it then seaton lord rexborough was saying that in your opinion although perhaps it is somewhat hastily formed there is and has been no connivance between officials and receivers of drugs that is my opinion sir the traffic has gradually and ingeniously been ringed by a wealthy group smaller dealers have been brought out or driven out and today i believe it would be difficult if not impossible to obtain opium cocaine or veronal illicitly anywhere in london casma and company had the available stock cornered of course now that they are out of business no doubt others will step in it is a trade that can never be suppressed under existing laws i see i see muttered lord rexborough adjusting his pince-nez you also believe that casma and company are in hiding within what you term he consulted a written page the causeway area and you believe that the man called sinsinois is the head of the organization i believe that the late sir lucian pine was the actual head of the group said seaton bluntly but sinsin was the acting head in view of his physical peculiarities i don't quite see how he's going to escape us either sir his wife has a fighting chance and as for mohammed el kasma he might sail for anywhere tomorrow, and we should never know you see we have no description of the man his passports murmured lord rexborough seaton pasha smiled grimly not an insurmountable difficulty sir he replied but since in wise a marked man he has the longest and thickest pigtail which i ever saw on a human scalp i take it he's a southerner of the old school therefore he won't cut it off he has also only one eye and while there are many one-eyed chinamen there are few one-eyed chinamen who possess pigtails like a battleship's hawser 
furthermore he travels with a talking raven and i'll swear he won't leave it behind on the other hand he is endowed with an amount of craft which comes very near to genius and mrs monty irvin quentin gray turned suddenly and his boyish face was very pale seaton seaton he said for god's sake tell me the truth do you think he stopped choking emotionally seaton pasha watched him with that cool confident stare which could either soothe or irritate and she was alive this morning gray he replied quietly we heard her you may take it from me that they will offer her no violence i shall say no more lord rexborough cleared his throat and took up a document from the table your remark raises another point quentin he said sternly which has to be settled to-day your appointment to cairo was confirmed this morning you sail on tuesday quentin gray turned again abruptly and stared out of the window you're practically kicking me out sir he said i don't know what i've done you have done nothing replied lord rexborough which an honourable man may not do but in common with many others similarly circumstanced you seem inclined now that your military duties are at an end to regard life as a sort of perpetual leave i speak frankly before seaton because i know that he agrees with me my friend the foreign secretary has generously offered you an appointment which opens up a career that should not i repeat that should not prove less successful than his own gray turned and his face had flushed deeply i know that margaret has been scaring you about rita irvin he said but on my word sir there was no need to do it he met seaton pasha's cool regard and margaret's one of the best he added i know you agree with me a faint suggestion of added color came into seaton's tanned cheeks i do gray he answered quietly i believe you are good enough to look upon me as a real friend therefore allow me to add my advice for what it's worth to that of lord rexborough and your cousin take the egyptian appointment i know where it will lead you could do no good by remaining in london and when we find mrs irvin your presence would be an embarrassment to the unhappy man who waits for news at prince's gate i am frank but it's my way he held out his hand smiling quinton gray's mercurial complexion was changing again but good old sexton he said rather huskily and gripped the outstretched hand for irvin's sake save her he turned to his father thank you sir he added you are always right i shall be ready on tuesday i suppose you are off again seaton i am was the reply chief inspector carey is moving heaven and earth to find the casma establishment and i don't want to come in a poor second lord rexborough cleared his throat and turned in the padded revolving chair honestly seaton he said 
what do you think of your chance of success seaton pasha smiled grimly many ascribe success to wit he replied and failure to bad luck but the arab says kismet end of chapter thirty seven recording by john brandon